All right, here we go. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to Ericode Blueberry. Blueberry? Blueberry, an unassuming destiny podcast. One of these days I'm going to get this thing right. Uh, this is episode eight. My name is Chilibin. I'm Mackie. Uh, yes, like I said, episode eight, which means we're in week six of Season of the Lost. Um, I think what I'd like to do this week is do the trials chat first, because this yes. week, a little break from trials. Um, there's, not, there's not too much I want to talk about with this, and then we'll get into all the fun story stuff this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this week, well, this week, the previous week on Destiny um, was the first, I think the first time they've done Trials Labs as, as yeah. the, the or Trials of Osiris least- mode. Or at least officially. Yeah. Because they may have been tweaking stuff in the background for a week. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always little changes here and there to try and improve the experience. But in terms of actually making big changes to the mode, i.e. introducing Capture Zone, um, yeah, I don't think they've done it before, as far as I know. Anyway. Um, Not from memory. It was pretty interesting. Um, uh, it basically just looked like they were using the the standard control zone locations mm. for that map, Wormhaven. Um, you know, first round, always the one in the middle, and then it would basically alternate between the one at either end. Um, they did say that it was, that like the language they used before it came out, they said it was going to be random, but I never saw it go back to that middle one. Um, so I think they might have, I think this week's TWAB, they, they said they were going to, maybe look at that and try to make it a bit more random, maybe introduce more zone locations. But, you know, for a first a first go at trials with a capture zone, um, I kind of thought it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Aside from that that one, that first zone, that one that's in the, the middle, the, the B zone, they're kind of out in the open. You know, like, yeah, you can stand there and capture the zone, but there's not a lot of cover. Um. So, I, you know, I had a mix of games where people were playing super defensive because they started at the end where the zone was versus getting hyper-aggressive because you had to push all the way to the other side of the map. Um, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of, you know, it's interesting seeing that kind of style of play at the highest level. Yeah. Um, I fucking reset my trials rank because it was also double double points, <laughs> I think. Um so I've gone from like fuck trials to actually I kind of enjoy it and I've reset my rank already and it's you know three weeks of trials I think yeah yeah, so, yeah. I I really liked it um I definitely I found myself thinking a lot more defensively mm. so changing my weapon loadouts and then more importantly thinking about my super because something mm. like a well is super handy when you're trying to capture a point or defend a point. Yeah, I saw and a I few was... tight bubbles getting thrown down on that zone. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm definitely seeing a lot more barricades and shields and bubbles being used yeah. than traditional thunder crash. Ha- yeah. Hammies. Hammers, you yes. know. Hammies for the dammies. Um, Hammies for the dammies. Like, Wither Horde usually gets a lot of usage in something like Trials, where you're usually kind of grouping up as a team. But I also saw a lot of Witherhorde just getting put onto the capture zone. And mm. great, you've just denied that entire thing. Um, Witherhorde in doorways too. Yeah. When you're anticipating trickling. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, want to mention for anyone watching this, 
Mickey is currently dealing with a giant storm, just in case like there's video hitching going on. Um, <laughs> may or may not have to edit this one a bit more just because of that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, in terms of the the sort of trials report numbers, um, you know, player base, player count, that sort of stuff, it's a slight dip from the, the previous week, week two. Um, so, you know, a further decrease from the first week, but that's kind of to be expected, right? Like trials comes back much more accessible, a whole bunch of people jumped in. They did also shift in the week where the flawless pool comes in. Um, so previously it was kind of happening, I think, you know, day two of trials. And so they've moved it another day out so that it's essentially half the halfway point between, like within the, the window where trials is open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that started to feel a bit better. Um not constantly getting smashed zero five as me, someone who can barely maintain a 1.0 KD. Um, but you know, I enjoy playing that more competitive stuff every now and then. So yeah, it look, it, it still seems like it's in a good place. Um, we, you know, peek behind the curtain, we're recording this on a Friday for us. So it means that the, the, t- this week at Bungie, that the TWAB is out. Um, so you know, I've I've seen that they're talking about particular tweaks they want to make already. Um, you know, they're looking at the data as much as anyone is because they have access yeah. to it. Um, so yeah, that they're, they're aware of the community feedback as well. You know, they're heavily engaged with their community managers. Um, yeah, but they're they're looking at all of the people that are now trying to play trials, not just the people that have been going flawless for years and want to continue to do so. They're looking at people that are going flawless for the first time and maybe second and maybe carrying and they're trying to, you know, not hamstring any one of those player groups as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. Coming from like an ex-trial sweat, uh, it still feels really good. Mm. Um, You know, it's actually starting, for me anyway, it's starting to feel like OG trials a little bit. Yeah where it's just genuinely enjoyable to play again. And it just, it feels good. And that was the biggest thing for me when I first started playing Trials and what got me hooked was it was coming from a CSGO background. It was a lot slower and more methodical and you had to think about your play, whereas like Crucible and stuff like that was just go, 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 kill, 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 kill. Whereas there is a lot more coordination that happens in Trials and that appeals to me more when it comes to PvP. Yeah, and like most of I prefer of, that game style. Most of my matches I solo queued, and as much as you know, it'd be nice every now and then to like have a fully coordinated team. Um, you know, be on voice chat and get all those those benefits. I actually like had a lot of matches that went really well with people that yeah. it was a full full team of solos. Um, people yeah. just kind of worked out the dumb things to avoid doing. You know, there were occasionally people like going for revives that really they shouldn't have because it was out in the open and you know that stuff happens um but you know when you when you have five rounds of that happening it can be pretty frustrating it's like yeah i'm also not going to get into a text chat or a voice chat with random strangers and yell at them about that sort of things it's like uh you know what they might be what i was a few weeks or months ago where i was really only starting to give more of a shit about the pvp side of destiny um yeah so it is what it is to an extent there's a lot of new people in there 
Yeah. Even then I try, I always actively try and avoid getting into kind of arguments like that anyway, because mm. you don't know who the other person is on yeah. the other end. You could be chewing out a kid. Yeah. You could be chewing out someone who might need accessibility assistance. You might yeah. be chewing out someone who has a disability and isn't quite like it's yeah. you don't know what the other person on the other end is like going through. You yeah. don't know things that seem stupid to you might seem like good ideas to yeah. them. The, the and screaming at them and being a dick oh, and no. scaring them away from the game is not how you really teach a yeah. person there to are play a game. Certain behaviors that I will always rail against though. And that's like, you know, the Briefing sort of thing. And- well, it's, it's, it's more people trying to, communicate to you that they think you did something wrong and that is usually like you've just lost a round in trials you've spawned into the next round instead of running in to get into the action they turn around and start shooting you the person on your own team that they cannot do damage to or they start like unpowered melleeing you right in the face it's like okay i get it you're frustrated with the last round but like you're part of that problem or in my instance i had a game uh, where someone was intentionally trying to push me out into the line mm. of fire, intentionally blocking my shots, yep. throwing grenades at the back of me, stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. was just like, I got two more rounds with you, homie. We're yeah. walking away with a victory either way. Like, I'm going to add you to my list of yeah. don't want to rematch with Yeah, you. I mean, like, you know, you can block players. You can, I think the closest thing is like report them for like, griefing other or griefing sabotage or like one of those sort of categories it's it's not quite the it's not the the absolute right thing in terms of like the category of of report but maybe that does something i don't know maybe they get enough of that it's like hey maybe we just put this person in the shit part of matchmaking (laughs) put them all in the sandbox and they can just yell at each other yeah I mean, it's fine to get frustrated. I got, I had times yeah. where people were doing what I perceive as silly things and I was getting very frustrated, but. Then you just leave and go, I don't know, do something else, right? <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's at a different point of learning, even the people who go flawless continuously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so interested to see sort of how they develop from here, right? Like. I don't know if they've got other ideas for different trials modes. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this capture point based system. You know, if they're talking about introducing new points where it can spawn, that's interesting because, you know, you start to memorize where, you know, control points are, you know, you've got your AP, ABC points. Um, what happens when there's new points you have to learn, you know, you start learning new angles, new positioning, all that sort of stuff, especially when it's supposed to be a random location after the first round. You've got to like think on the fly a whole bunch, whereas this round it kind of felt like, okay, first round in the middle, everybody's looking at it and shooting each other through little angles. And then, okay, now you can't just rely on, oh, it's at this end, then it's at this end, then it's just back and forth, back and forth. Um, at least that's how the matches felt for me Probably because I was going 0-5 for most of them. So it felt like I was always spawning with the zone. Mm. Um, so maybe that's what they base it on. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that evolves. But this week, no trials. Instead, we've got Iron Banner and Momentum Control. Or as I, for some reason, like to call it MomCon. Um, 
and the thing I've already noticed having played a few rounds of both uh, is that dabbling in trials a bit has made me better at crucible generally like yeah we're, we're now into six on six and it's a lot more hectic but you know the the idea of trying to find angles trying to lane next to cover and even just what weapons i'm using and how i'm using them um i'm noticing improvements from just the last three weeks of slamming my face against trials a bit <laughs> you know I've definitely, um, through trials, broken my habit of what I like to call hard peeking, which yeah. is just whole body around a corner like an idiot. Like, yeah. I'm definitely, like, slowing down and not peeking as much. Um, found myself, and one of our fire team members thought it was hilarious when I described it, I found myself jiggle peeking again, which is not yeah. a thing I've done since CS, so... Uh -huh. The fact I was standing there jiggle peeking and our fire team member was behind me just like, what the That's fuck just are like you doing? Left, right, strafing really quickly. ADS down yeah. scope and kind of just kind of edgy. Edging. Edging. You gotta, edge, just, you gotta edge in PvP, homie. Just kind of partially peeking and then <laughs> yeah. popping back in just to kind of get an active update of if people are coming down that yeah. that that um lane, I guess yeah. you could call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to pick up bits and pieces like that. And then also trying to like discovering the points where peaking in certain ways gets interrupted by destiny geometry and you mm. think you can hit a shot and then there's like the hitbox around a piece of geometry just blocks it. Like, okay, I some guess I've those, got to step a little bit more. Some of those boxes or barriers up top mm. in um, Wormhaven, yeah. they've got some weird hitboxes. Yeah, especially when you like on that B point where you're standing at either end of the corridor and you're like looking between like three or four walls and you've got like this tiny little sliver, there's about six different things you could hit. Yeah. One of them <laughs> is someone on the other team. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I think maybe we'll start to talk less about trials specifically on here just because I think the last few weeks it's made sense because it's like, Here's a whole new thing. Here's a whole bunch of more accessible entry points into trials. A whole bunch of people are giving it a shot. As it evolves, I think we'll find interesting things to talk about, but it's not so much about like, let's check the numbers. Let's talk about our rounds. It's more like, okay, look, the numbers when they made this change to trials went up heaps. Mm. Let's talk about that. So we'll, we'll see um, when it comes back, I think, what, next week? Next right? week, yeah. Yeah. IB and trials are now alternating. Well, I don't know if is it alternating or is because they just said that they'll never do them at the same week, but I don't think it's going to be every second week. I think it's I think Iron Banner is usually once a month, right? Yeah, I definitely feel like Charles has been fortnightly at the moment, though. That's been every week for the last three. Oh, yeah, they just um, I think there was a couple of weeks after the season started where they didn't have it. That might be it. But anyway, time is an illusion. Yeah, time is made up. It's a, it's a human construct. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but that's that's been trials, I guess, for the last three weeks to just kind of put a nice little bow on it. Um, we've enjoyed it. Give it a go. That's that's what I have to say. Um, be polite, be kind, be patient. That's it. Yeah, group up. Play as, play as a team of three. Um, or if, you, if you're solo queuing, stick near the people that are in your, in your team is, is the one bit of advice I have, and then go uh, from there. Try not to trickle through doorways. Yeah, stay close but not too close. 
All right. Anyway, uh, this week's story stuff. Um, I'm not sure where to begin. Mm. There's some interesting bits and pieces. Not really. Again, it's the story of the last couple of weeks. It's not like here's this big moment, um, except for the whole crow touching the crystal thing. Uh, crow Our fin- dream has come true. Yeah, crow, crow fi- finally got to kiss the cuckoo. Kiss it with his hand. Um, look, I'll take it at this point. Um, yeah, um, before we get into that, I, I did want to mention the random line I heard from Saladin when I was standing next to him, cashing in some Iron Banner tokens. Um, I don't think I think it's just like one of those random lines that can drop in. I don't know when it came in, but he's like, you don't find it suspicious that Rasputin was disabled so easily? I'm like, I mean, I guess. Like, don't make me think about that. <laughs> me, I'm just trying to get some glimmer. Don't make me think. Yeah, I'm just trying to unlock the Iron Banner armor for this season. Get off my dick. <laughs> Don't make me think about the big Russian robot man who is, for some reason, voiced by Stephen Fry. Um, is Stephen Fry Rasputin or is he just the... No, the Warmind AI. The Warmind, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, rah-rah Rasputin. Um, I, don't... I just had a mental image of your Titan, like, standing there and then him saying it and him, like, looking up, just like... <laughs> I'm just like looking in my wallet trying to find all those other Iron Banner tokens. I'm like, what? Uh, just completely interrupt my train of thought. <laughs> I don't know. Why, laying in, why Why? did... Anyway. Laying in bed at night sweating. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, the uh, story stuff this week. Um, to me, the the story moments weren't so much from like the actual quest steps we had to go through, it was more like as you were getting to the end of it, you know, when you get the actual, I, I'm not it sure. Kind how, of I'm, built up. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure what to refer to it as because it's not a cut scene. It's kind of like a conversation, but you're standing there watching the NPCs talk to each other. Um, it's like a dollhouse or a diorama, right? Like, <laughs> felt like, have you ever been in a situation where two people get in an argument and they forget you're there? Yes. It felt like that. Yes. <laughs> like I was like, um, hi. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I think I saw someone make a comment. It's like, all of this shit is blowing up in Destiny right now. How is our character still not talking? Not saying anything. So, I'm you know, still here, guys. <laughs> year five of Destiny, the big, the big upgrade is we get vocal cords. <laughs> anyway. Um, where are we? Uh, yeah, you had some notes, I had some notes. It's kind of all over the shop, as as is how we do things here. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Um, yeah, Crow telling Mara he won't be told what to do by people he barely knows. Oh, could you imagine being Mara? <laughs> yeah. And being told by your own, like, brother? Yeah, yeah, Quinn, yeah. right? Yeah. No. Just, I barely know you, and you're like, hurry me. yeah. There's an entire folklore in our like race about us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a scepter you're not allowed to have for some reason. Yes. So sister wife denied by brother. Um, <laughs> I keep banging that drum. It's a weird relationship. Parallels between the Lannisters there. That I was, I was thinking more Luke and Leia. 
they're almost going after each other until they realize they're related. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely going after each other. I've seen Star Wars. Um, Look, if you forget that you're her brother. Is it a problem? Were you ever really If you didn't brother? know? Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the big story beat this week uh, is... I'm not sure how Crow got in to where Savathun is because everybody seemed pretty adamant about keeping him out. And then you get to that quest there, but it's like, go and go and stand next to Crow while he talks to the Savathun. It's like, did he yeah. just fucking warp in there? Like everyone was like, no, we must keep him out. We are doing everything to keep him away from Savathun. And then he's like, fuck you. I just got in here. Sneaky little Crow. How'd you get in here? This fucking back door was open. Yeah. Watch me, watch me fucking like, uh, what are the trans man? I'm just gonna fucking teleport over there. Leave me alone. How'd you get in, window? Fuck. <laughs> 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 window into the throne world. Um, yeah, and then he's kind of just talking to Savathun. Uh, does she offer to show him? Yes. Yeah, the truth. She said, "Give me a little slap, and I'll tell you the truth." Place your hand upon mine, crystal. And I'll blow your fucking mind out your butthole, uh, I believe. No, she didn't say that. Um, but it, yeah, it kind of looks like she just gives him a vision of like who Aldrin was, like a real this was your life type moment. And he's just like screaming. <laughs> yeah. Part of me is suspicious though. Because I'm of like, what is, she showed him? She, is she actually showing him the truth or is she gaslighting? Well, him, essentially. I mean, Based or is she things, cherry cherry picking things yeah. from his life to turn him against people as well? Yeah, based on the things Crow says to us, the player, after that scene, it seems pretty close to the truth, if not the truth. You know, it's a lot of like... I feel like she's cherry picking things, though. Yeah. I'm sus. I'm like, I feel oh, like no, she's, she's definitely cherry picked yeah. moments. But yeah, I, th- I think it's it's kind of implied that the player, uh, us, you know, we pulled the trigger on Aldrin. Yeah, but that could be a lie. It's it could Sabathun. Be, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, it, but it seems like Crow is reacting as if that's what happened or what he was showing, yeah, rather. There's, there's a moment in the helm where you start talking to him and he's more or less like, yo, homie, you fucking suck. But I get it. Yeah. But, like, you suck. Yeah, you did, you did the hard thing. I wish you hadn't because now I'm here and I don't remember who people think I am. But I get it. I get it, but like, yo, homie, you fucking suck. <laughs> Why you gotta be like this, homie? Bro, for yeah. real? Um, and then, yeah, he, he kind of is just like um, like a stroppy teenager who's been caught doing something he shouldn't. He's like, I'm gonna leave and never come back. And he's like, I've asked Ikora to put me on a different assignment. Yeah. Good, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your I room didn't want you here you to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so so you do the, you finish the quest line up, next to the compass you get the little radio transmission. Um, it's it's basically Crow talking to Ikora, asking for that reassignment, which then unlocks the next entry in the Ripples lore book, uh, which is basically, I mean, the, the combination of those two is setting the scene that, Crow is going to act as what was the exact word? Uh, an intermediary with Keitel 
Um, so I guess like a mm. liaison to whatever her force is called now. Um, and then the Ripple's law book entry says that he's on Venus. I don't know why. Um, we haven't we haven't really heard much talk about like Venus. You know, Volta Glass was brought back. There wasn't really any law justification for it. Um, I wonder if they're building towards one or trying to tie things together a bit because, you know, Venus was, I don't think it was like gone in the same way that um, the, you know, IO like and Titan and stuff. and stuff. Yeah. So interesting. We might see more of Venus or at least hear about it, hear about what Crow's up to. Maybe we run into Crow in the vault. That'd be bad. He's just there one day. Here's my bird cloak. <laughs> ah! I kind of want that, actually. You know, cloak of the crow. That'd be all right. I don't know what it would do. Yeah. It'd be a hunter cloak. I'm trying to think, if that was an exotic, what would it do? Other than let you fly. Probably teleport. Because he's a huge fan of chucking mm. a tantrum and transmatting <laughs> Just out of leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's that's the ability yeah that's your recover you just fucking leave yeah oh i'm hurt i'm leaving <laughs> i can't deal with my own hurt feelings i'm gonna go away atheon punched me i'm leaving the vault <laughs> <laughs> oh the overload champion stomped me again i can't do this i'm going to orbit I'm gonna see you guys later. I'm gonna go do a lost sector. <laughs> Just I, I need to do something that I feel like I'm achieving. It, tell, it teleports you back to the helm so you can mope. <laughs> go back to the Cosmodrome, talk to Shohan, do the new light quest, suck it up. You go back to the helm and you say remotely edgy lines, but they're the kind of edgy that you hear like. 16-year-old emo boys say. Yes. Right. This is getting real like, dark because I was one of those. <laughs> his his lines are so, like, soft boy edgy sometimes that, like, yeah. I'm half expecting him to turn around and be like, I put the fun back in funerals. Like, yeah, or that kind of yeah it sounds like he's trying to write both poetry and Fallout Boy song titles. Oh, I was going to say, he feels like he's going to send me a Sayosin song and say, Ooh. this reminds me of you. <laughs> He's going to send me Seven Years by Sayosin. Oh, I didn't even know that one. <laughs> oh. I'm a fucking failed emo boy. Anyway. Get ready for an emo revival once we're done recording. All right. I'm, d I'm honestly down. Um, anyway, so Crow's gone to Venus. He's now Cabal liaison to the Vanguard or whatever the fuck. Um, the one thing that I found interesting, I guess that they made kind of clear was that even though he's been shown the truth or truth of who Aldrin was, Crow is still very much Crow. He just now has seen through his own eyes, I guess, the language is weird here. He's seen through his own eyes the things that people think he has done. And yeah, it still seems like he very much is crow this person that was created when glint found this body and put light in it um which i guess is how things work i'm wondering
wondering if maybe over the next few weeks we're going to see Aldrin trickle back in. Yeah, like that line starts to break down. Like him start yeah. to turn back into Aldrin and maybe that's a new character conflict. Yeah, but then which version of Aldrin do we get? Like is it the one that was influenced by Riven and all of that or is it kind of OG Aldrin? Tough to say. The shittier version. <laughs> So I, both, either. I <laughs> they both see kind of suck. <laughs> the version of Aldrin where he's gone from being an emo boy with the big the big hair thing to like when he cuts it short and like starts to take school seriously. I want to see that version of Aldrin. Basically the version of, 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 of Crow that actually decides to become the Hunter Vanguard. He's like, all right, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna get a career. Or he was like that all through school and then had to cut his hair because he got a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He didn't get the job at the music store that he thought he would get, and now he's a barista. That energy. <laughs> he's an assistant manager at an office works. Little blue shirt. Khaki pants. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some little bits in that uh, Ripple's entry, just about like the relationship between glint and crow and i think it's actually really sweet of like Mm. he's i don't did you actually read it yeah and then um in the shattered forest there was no never mind i was listening to a bife video while i was doing the Uh, shattered forest (laughs) you're getting things mixed up in there (laughs) i thought it was a voice line but it was Bife. It was just Bife. <laughs> Shout out to Bife. Greetings, Guardian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so I'm remembering that lore entry, but Bife reading it. Right. And then for some reason, my, reco- Not quite. My, my recollection was Mara's voice, but I instantly realized, no, that's Bife. <laughs> <laughs> A very male sounding Queen Mara. Um but yeah, there's like this this description of a scene of like Crow sort of sitting in a spaceship in the in the black of space, just head in hands, and Glint is like sitting in his lap. Like it's almost this comforting thing. Um yeah, Crow just kind of being a bit despondent. Like when a pet figures out he's sad. Yes, it exactly is that. Um Yeah. I, I wish and this is canonically true. I wish that they had kept the reference instead of Glint as pulled pork for his mm. ghost. Um, that is like an alternate name for for Glint, and I wish that they had kept that because I think pulled pork is so funny. The fact that ghosts have light, uh, ghosts have names. Sorry, like the players one is just called Little Light, and I think that one is the lamest shit. I think it's sweet. It is, but like when you have the option to call it pulled pork, I want you. You don't. You've seen some of my yeah bungee names. Yeah, I don't think you want to give me the ability to name my ghost. Okay, without it being a game feature, what would you call your ghost? Goblin snot. <laughs> I call my big chungus. Mummy milk. <laughs> oh no. Imagine that in game. Just Guardian, you and Mummy Milk. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. 
No. <laughs> okay. Mine could be dry wets and yours could be wet dries. Please dust my wets. <laughs> my wets. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. Bungie's really uh, made the right decisions by limiting my power to name things. Yes. You may name yourself and that's it. <laughs> but only once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, one other little thing I... Well, a couple of things from sort of the Shattered Realm side of things. Um, the So again, it's it's the second time we've gone back to the the third one, which is called what? Debris, Dream of Debris, something like that. Something Debris. Um, it's got the um, Taken portal. Yeah, yeah, the, the the hive portals, the big ship thing in the background. Um, but again, same as last week. Now we've got all the abilities. We can go and tick all the boxes and find all the secrets. And I had a lot of fun doing that because um, this one is like the most linear of all of them. It's kind of just like it doesn't require as much exploration to go and find everything. Um, but while doing one of the Ascendant Challenges, it's kind of revealed that the Hive were trying to create a bridge between the Shattered Realm and I think Savathun's Throne World. I might have misheard part of that because I was getting fucking killed by those tomb ships that come in. Um, but yeah, again, the Hive and the Scorn are up to some nefarious shit and I don't trust them, generally. It, judging by the, the context clues that we're given and like the lore hints we're given, they seem like they desperately want to connect to the throne world mm. so i'm wondering if if this becomes a like race to the finish yeah in in the end yeah they're all like, just trying to this, team up with savathun or or she's influenced this, them to do it do we have to beat them to the throne world or do they beat us yeah. to the throne world like all i know is i'm getting what that is fucking the glaive. weight behind i'm that. getting that glaive and i'm stabbing them all that's all i know Every single one. Now all I need is a killer kill scissor blade, and I'm like, I'm Oof. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, did find during one of the Ascendant Challenges, uh, my man Scoraboth, son of Zeva Arath. So just some good names going on. It just Yeah, that was interesting too when I saw that. I was like, yeah. huh. Yeah. We, it... we out here nuking people's family trees again. Classic destiny player shit um because there's also been like bits in the story recently where it's kind of pitching zeva Warath at odds with sabathun as opposed because like they're brother and sister right unless i've got that wrong rhoda and zava are related yes i'm pretty sure zeva Warath is the other sibling i think so yeah um, because then she's got another sibling which is her worm as well there's yeah. a few of them oh, that 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 was kind of like the other sort of there's more language. my sister worm <laughs> yes there's more language in the voice lines in the in the shadow realm this week around like you have to separate them from their worms and then they're nothing uh god it's, it's just so gross Blech. hive worms. my worm <laughs> please my worm <laughs> you please, know from dust doing my worm doing strikes that I refuse to pick those worms Yeah, they're up. gross. They're so oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Zivu Arath is the youngest sister ah, to Zabathun. Okay. And it was bothering me, so I had to look it up. Yeah, and again, like, shout out to the fucking 
the long play on Bungie storytelling. Like Zevorath was introduced in Season of the Hunt as like the big bad. Um, mm. And all of these things are just starting to come together. Oh, I misspoke before. It's not Crota, it's Oryx that's the yes. other sibling. No. They're, they're all the children of Oryx. Crota, Sabathon, Zevorath. I need to go do my homework on the Hive. No, Oryx, Oryx and Savathun are siblings, I'm pretty certain. Okay. I think they're the children of Crota. I'm not good at I'm not yeah. good at hive lore. I'm yeah. I'm better at um Go 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 watch a bife video or look at Ishtar Collective. Like My my strength <laughs> is in taken and awoken lore. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go yell about some different stuff. Um the hive are gross. You can quote me on that. Um What is it? They're called like Oh my god, I learned the term the other day. Worms of fundament. And I was like, I hate Ooh, that sentence. I yes. hate that sentence. Let me tell you about my fundamental worm. I don't want to know about your fundamental worm. I keep it in my job. fundamental pants. Um, the I think we both kind of spotted this with our ears this week. Um, there's a bit more of the false voice behind Savathun when she's, when she's speaking. It's like a a double of her voice pitched down and distorted a bit. And that's becoming clear. I don't know if it's becoming clearer every time we speak to her, but it certainly was oh. pretty prominent this time. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me is like, is it becoming more prominent or is it we're aware of it? Yeah. I Like when I first started to notice it this week, I was like, okay, now I'm listening for it. So there's probably a bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. Um, but it is... It is sounding a little bit many voicey, maybe even a thousand of them. Maybe. I don't want to think about that too but much. It's 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 a very interesting effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't think I had anything else from this week's story. Mm, no. It, it was a pretty straightforward story. Mm. I I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like just looking at the spoiler notes, I feel like they've been alternating pretty well between a big info dump week mm. and then small information like teasers almost and then another huge, so like last week, well, not last week, the week before, we got all the Riga Ega stuff and then we yep. got the big, do not let Aldrin and Crone meet again. We got that whole revelation. And then this week it's connecting those dots. And I feel like it's yeah. connecting those dots to the next big moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first, as you said, the first four weeks also had the Agus Scepter quest line, essentially. Mm. So you had these two kind of big story things happening at the same time. Now one of them's finished. So it's kind of, it's a moment to breathe and kind of inhale again before they... I assume, drop some more knowledge on us. Yeah. I feel like if not next reset, the reset after, they're probably going to drop a big moment again. Yeah, well, we're like, I think, one or two weeks away from the the seasonal quest being finished, at least as far as the triumphs suggest. I feel like they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger before they jump into the Halloween stuff. Yeah, that that would actually be pretty good timing. We're right, we're right before season of... No, Festival of the Lost. Um, yeah. And then we come out of that. There's a little bit more time. And then there's the 30th anniversary stuff around December. Um, 
I assume we'll, and then there's a dawning over the holidays. And I assume there'll be some sort of build up to a end of season pre-expansion event. launch epilogue event, one or one or many of those sort of things. So yeah, there's there's a I assume a fair amount still to come. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm excited to see where it's going, but I'm yeah. also really excited to do another three AM reset event with yeah. everyone because yeah. that was a lot of fun waiting waiting for beyond light it was what also was it, getting three or four hours sleep and then getting back up to play beyond light well, it was it was also really fun like the day before being there for the like the event that they did in the tower yeah before they shut the servers down and just kind of like yeah standing there and watching the traveler kind of like glow and do a bunch of weird shit and everybody just kind of like jumping around and doing emotes and shit that was pretty mad actually yeah so i'm looking forward to that i want to see what the big cataclysm kind I, of the big war before I have, they I have to guess, flip the servers off. I have to guess it's Savathun breaking out of the crystal. Because she just to. disappearing into the atmosphere like Team Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's us with a big bat and we're just like, she's gone. That'd be all right. Trying to catch her like a moth. Yeah. Yeah. New, new hunter exotics, just a giant catcher's mitt. Just like, I got it. A big lamp. <laughs> just a big bug zapper. She flies into it, just poof, gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So yeah, that's kind of this week's story stuff. Um, I don't think there was much more to it. Um, Not a massive week. Yeah. <clears throat> no um, more conspiracy theories from me. <laughs> <laughs> good, actually. Um, I think you and I both have like played a little bit less this week. I know like I, I kinda hit uh max power on my Titan, my my main character, so that is always a point where I start to like not play as like hectically. Like I was mm. doing a bunch of bounties, doing seasonal challenges, doing all the pinnacles to try and like fill those last couple of slots. But now I've done that, it's like, okay, I'll get a few more drops just to get more of my gear up to thirteen thirty. Um I think I've got enough power now to do gms i think we're starting to work towards the grind to get up to ready for like a master vog run um and i'll I'll probably just like lazily bring my hunter and my warlock up to power um but yeah that's usually the point where i'm like okay now it's time to settle a little honestly um the last what is it it's been six weeks of the season um so it's been both like, okay, there's two storylines I'm trying to progress every week. Then I'm trying to do all these pinnacles for one character to get that up. And now two of those things are finished. And so I can kind of like relax a little bit. Like a lot of that is self-imposed. Um, but that, that's at least like what this week has been for me. Like I've honestly been playing a lot of cookie clicker. Uh, <laughs> like, I refuse no, good. Like, don't. the The only reason I I got it on Steam is because I I played it ages ago when it was like just a browser thing. I was like, hell yeah! I gave that. I put a lot of time into that game and paid nothing for it. I will give them seven dollars and fifty cents. Mm. And they've put a lot of stuff in that game since I last played it. So I'm like, oh fuck! I need to like figure out all these things. Um, but yeah, so it's it's also you know I have a full time job and don't always have the energy to like put a few hours into this game every night there's other things i want to do <laughs> you know 
Yeah, yeah, I'm the I've kind of pulled back from trying to get a seal. Um cuz a few of our clan members were just like, "Hey, Mechi, GMs?" cuz I never used to do them mm. and now I'm taking my leveling more seriously cuz I do want to start doing master raids, master mm. loss sectors, doing all of that higher end, I wouldn't say end game, but like higher end, higher level activities mm. with everyone else because i'm usually the person who sits them out because i'm not never really leveled enough right um so i've pivoted pretty hard into just not obsessively but pretty casual bounty stacking yeah i mean it's it's is is the most that any of us are doing is like hold on to your bounties until you can get into a fire team with someone who's got to a certain season rank level go into a location and then pop them all so that you get all the yeah. extra XP boosts. Which often often for me is just when we we team up to do our weekly raid. Yeah. And then we all just meet in the tower and I just sit there and pop all 24 bounties. Yeah. And last time I did it, I went up two artifact levels and like five season levels or something. Yeah. So yeah, because I, th I, like... I think when you get to season pass level 86 i think it is is when you get like the full maximum uh fire, yeah. fire team xp boost and so as long as you're with someone who's at least level 86 which i think at least half a dozen of us are in the clan um then you're getting as much as you can out of that yeah. especially when and, so, and you get like the ghost mod that gives you an extra i think it's like 12 percent. yeah so that's basically been my week is just accumulating bounties stacking them if we're in a three or a six stack going back accumulating more yeah um, yeah the the, the, the thing and then I'm, doing planetary bounties and weeklies and and yeah. stuff like that the thing i was doing with you know when i was like trying to finish finish the season pass as quickly as i could to like get all the stuff out of it um because i love those animal armor ornaments honestly more than anything mm. um I, I would basically just like load the game open the destiny app on my phone scroll through the entire bounty vendor list and just pick up ones that like I would either achieve passively just by like doing stuff in the game that I was planning to do anyway, or based on what weapons I was probably going to use or what like subclass I was going to use. And then that was most of my bounty stacking was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to do this anyway. So I'm going to get a bunch of XP. Yeah. And I'm doing this. I'm pretty aggressive about the seasonal challenges because they give you probably the most. Mm. Um, I've nearly done i think i'm like two away from having done all of the ones that have come out so far um but that that's it like i, I wouldn't i wouldn't consider what i'm doing really grinding like i'm not picking up bounties yeah. and then going out of my way to achieve them yeah and that's that's one of the things that has changed for my mentality is i'm doing it similarly whereas i used to just i would go and grab banshees bounties grab eight of those and then go mm. and do them and then come back to the tower and maybe grab or like in app and then mm. grab Zavala's and do them. Whereas I'm doing the same thing where I'm like, okay, well, Banshee has two auto rifle bounties this week, advanced calibration and then just the normal one. Mm. But then Zavala's also got an auto rifle strike bounty. So yep. I'll just go get those. Yeah. And I've been doing the same thing. Same with like if, if I know Shax has a pulse rifle or auto rifle yeah, crucible yeah, yeah. bounty yeah, yeah. you can sometimes knock them all out at the same time or in quick succession yeah my, my favorite combo is when it's like solar weapons solar ability 
uh, energy weapon bounties, like mm. separate bounties for those sort of three categories because I'm running a very heavy solar plus sunshot build at the moment. And so I was like, cool, I'll get those done just in like one match of something. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you're stacking with Zavala bounties, you get them done in the three strikes that you need to do to yeah. get a penny anyway. Yeah. Penny. I don't think I've heard anyone call them that. Pinkle. Penny. Pinkle. Pinkle. I've heard a lot pinkle. of pinkle talk. Pinkies? Yeah. But Pink yeah, slips? Like, mm, you want to race for pinkies. Um, yeah, no, it's... It's it's a fair bit of a grind to get to like GM ready. And then it's also the challenge of like master working enough stuff that you've got some options in the toolbox. I mean you yeah. don't need you don't need to master work, but being able to shit out orbs is always fun. Um and that that's kind of where I'm at now is like I, I've got, you know, my Titan up to thirteen thirty across the board, but that's with like one one or two in every slot. And it's not like, okay, I now need to swap to this type of shield or this champion I need to deal with. I don't necessarily have all of my tools up to that level um, to the point where, you know, I was playing Trials, which is level advantage enabled with a 1320 messenger. And that was bringing my power down by one just on its own. Mm. So now that's up to 1330. Don't have to deal with that, that drop in power. Um, yeah. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're doing something like Trials, it kind of does at times. It can, you know, depending on who you're up against, it might be a deal breaker, at least for me, because I'm not that good. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you got to give yourself the time, you know, like if it's a long, it's a long fucking season, like through to February 22nd. So if, if you, if you're just grinding that hard, you're going to stop playing in a week or two and probably not want to pick it up. Yeah. That's, I usually pull up and have these slow weeks when I feel not great about having to play destiny or I feel like yeah. it's a chore. I'm, that's usually when I kind of break away from the game and take it slow and then intersperse other games in my, yeah, life. I was going to say, I'm looking forward to like mid January when enough of us get like kind of done with destiny until Witch queen comes out that we go back to Minecraft or we go back to, playing Diablo together or one of those sort of things that we basically have done every season for like the last year. It's like, Hey, who wants to restart the Minecraft server and just do some dumb shit? Build yeah. House. And there's, there's absolutely no shame in that. Like no, you've got a, know. what is it? Variety is the zest of life or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Like it's, you don't a, want... it's, it's a big game, but it is after that much time, it is all kind of the same shit. Like you're just yeah. doing the same shit every week. Especially when you, like, because this season I feel like there's a lot of parallels with Season of Arrivals where it was like, that that one was like, you know, extended after they'd kind of planned everything. So there was that sort of trough in the middle where it felt like it was a bit quiet and there wasn't much coming out. But it's a long season. You've got to pace yourself unless you're yeah. out there like constantly doing raids and GMs and that sort of stuff. It gets to a point where it's like they're kind of, you need to do other things. You can't just play this game. Yeah. And you, the, the thing is, too, is you don't want a game, like, as much as we love Destiny, the thing I fear the most with Destiny, because it's an important game to me, mm. is I don't want it to start to feel like a chore. Yeah. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to sit down at my PC and go, oh, I have to still get pinnacles. Like, I don't want to yeah. hit that point. 
yeah, which is sure. what I kind of did early D2 days when there was not this kind of wealth of content and wealth of activities and I didn't mm. have as many people to play with. Yeah. There were evenings where I, Wednesday reset would come around and I'd be like, oh, I have to go get more pinnacles just so I can level. And yeah. that's kind of when I dropped off and I don't want to do yeah. that again. Yeah, I, like I was the same. I was playing a lot of up until a year and well, like, you know, when we all started playing together like a, a year, year and a half ago almost, like I played Destiny solo almost exclusively and I would go through sort of an annual fate uh, annual cycle with it where it's like okay new expansions out i'm all excited about it gonna do the story gonna try and get back into destiny and it would Drop reach a, it would reach a point yeah not long after where it's like actually fuck this like mm. i don't have anything driving me to come back every week you know part of that was you know part of that they've addressed with how they manage content in the game but part of it was just you know i wasn't playing with other people i wasn't I wasn't doing half of the stuff that's in the game for one thing. Like I wasn't able to do nightfalls, wasn't able to do raids, wasn't able to do any of the like quote unquote in game stuff. Um, and so it just, you know, there wasn't as much for me to do and I kind of did it and then was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go, I don't mm. know, start playing the Yakuza series or something like that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Destiny's definitely one of those games where the people make the difference. Yes. And that's not me disparaging the game or the lore or the content. It's just... I wouldn't keep playing this fucking game as much yeah. as I do if it went for the group of people we have that play it together almost every day. Yeah. You know? And, Sometimes and... it's not even about the game. Sometimes we'll just be playing and just chatting shit in the yeah. tower. Yeah. And, like, some of those are my fondest memories, like some of the bullshit that we all come out with. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember who I heard say this, but because I, 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 I keep saying this to people when they ask me about Destiny, it's, it's a chat room with a gun on the end of it. Mm. Like, it's just a place where we go to hang out. You know, may, maybe we've got something specific we want to do. But most of the time it's like, cool, let's just load into the tower. We'll go run a few strikes. We'll get a pinnacle or two, and then we'll go back to the tower. And then one, and like one or two people will alt tab out to something else, and then all of a sudden there's like an emote party happening, or <laughs> you know, classic Destiny moments. Um, so yeah, it is easy to get distracted. I was just looking at some of your notes as well about just like wanting to grind, but also I think I think you said this somewhere else is like I want to grind, but also I like jumping on things. <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> I do it do too. I need- like I was, I, I I switched over to my hunter, which I haven't played for a while, and was running some of the the story stuff. And so, like obviously, Sabathun's cocoon crystal. Um, there's a trick you can do where if you jump on top of the crystal, jump towards the door behind her, and if you can hit the ground just right, you die. And then when you respawn, you can cast your super and do your abilities. So I was trying to do that, but the hardest challenge was getting on top of the crystal in the first place. So I was just like jumping around on different bits of the geometry to try to get high enough to make the jump in the first place. I mean, part of the reason in that giant stack of bounties that I sent you in the chat that I was like, remind me to pop these tomorrow. Mm. Uh, There's no Dreaming City ones is because I found a kitty by accident and then Uh, immediately got distracted and went, oh my God, I'm going to find all the kitties. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like finding the rabbits on the moon. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to go find all the cats and give them the peppermint now. Wee. And I spent uh, 
I thought it was only like an hour, but it ended up being four and a half hours yeah. because I wasn't using a guide. I was literally just trying yeah. to find them. That was me in the Shattered Realm. And I think part of that was like, it's new stuff. So there aren't really guides. And then maybe there's a video, but that's it. And I've got to like scrub through a video to find the specific thing. I, I need shout out to people that put like chapter markers in their collectible guide videos. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. But, you know, those first few weeks of this, the Shattered Realm, I was like, I'm in here for three hours and I'm finding everything myself. Mm. And that's on my, like, first run. So I could have just done the first clear and then come back once I'd unlocked some more stuff. But no, I made it hard for myself. I think I tweet, like, I was chatting to people in the tower about the kind of Destiny player I am. Mm. And uh, I tweeted it the other day, but I was described as that kid in the home video who it pans over to and they're playing with like an ant's nest instead of playing the sport. <laughs> That's me. Uh, people like, watching this will of, not know how true that is. <laughs> think of how many times during a raid or an activity you've turned around and I've been up on top top of something I shouldn't be. Yeah. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Or pushing a box around. Yeah, or like we're all standing next to the door waiting to open for the next raid encounter. You're like 50 meters back in a menu changing all your shaders because you just dropped something and then you rock up with a fresh new look. <laughs> in the middle of a raid. Yeah. <laughs> you guys would be like, you ready to go? I'm like, no. And the rest of the fire team can literally see me swapping out my helmet. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So all we'll that... be on Europa and you'll lose track of me and I'll just be inside Varrick's. Yeah, because he won't get inside <laughs> you. He's a selfish lover. It's given a take. <laughs> Varrick's only take, yes. <laughs> He's a top. <laughs> a weak top. Weak top game. He's only top got three power lines. bottom. That's what I'm known as in the tower. Top tree power bottom. <laughs> yeah. Varric's missing a hand, can only do so much. But he makes up for it in spirit. <laughs> I think you say it in other ways. I was like, I'm not The sure most why. insulting thing you can ever hear as a partner. Oh, you he tries. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> he's enthusiastic. I'll give him that much. Oh, he's got energy. Ah, <laughs> oh, Varric. Whoops. Mickey Horny for Varric's again? Unheard of. <laughs> Yes. 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 Varics, yes. But it's just, it's one of those games where just every aspect of the game can become the goofiest shit in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, have you ever tried to explain concepts of the Destiny universe to people that are not familiar with it? It's just bullshit. It's like, yeah, there's, well, this, got... there's this whole bunch of, like, magic space wizards that also have guns, and they're all powered by the space magic. But the space magic comes from a giant ball that kind of hovers over the Earth, but used to hover over another planet, and the people from that planet are trying to attack us because they think we stole it. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> there's an alien that clicks, and he's got many arms, and I love him. Yes. And then there's tiny little baby aliens, and they're wrapped in little cloths and... You can hold one up, but it's just a hologram. I think I don't know what emotes are. It's the ghost of the Noxie baby. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I did spend some bright dust this week to get the drum roll emote, which basically makes a table appear, and then you're just like doing a drum roll with your hands on it. 
and it was very, we were running a presage last night and you know, the little tunnel you crawl through right before you drop down and pick up dead man's tail. I was standing in there and the other two that I was with were still like filtering down in, but I was facing where they would come in so that we would be face to face. And I was just doing that drum roll, just waiting for them to come in. Just like, ah, it's very good. And it makes a little bit of a sound. It's one of those emotes. It's like a very it's soft like the, um, hand on table sound. The womp womp. And then also the, the boom boom that oh, you the, can use the, it to I, grief, grief I your love, mates. I fucking love the room shot emote. When I saw it, I was like immediate, immediate get. The amount of times where like we're in a voice chat, someone says something stupid and I just hit the button to make that go. Oh, it's so good because you can that, very much hear it. Before that, I remember you using the the trumpet, the wop wop No, I, I never had that one. Time. I never had that Must one. Must have been someone else because yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. someone would make a joke in the tower and it'd fall flat uh-huh. and you just hear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like they're so quick on it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Whereas uh, you guys have to deal with me saying, hey, look at this, and you just turn around. It's my elixir baby. Just, <laughs> just every time, no matter what we're doing, look. Look at him. Or going up and showing the Templar my elixir baby. Just every boss, just like, huh? Is it yours? <laughs> You're my the baby. father. This game's uh, goofy. I yeah, love it. It's so good. And the fact that we can weekly make a show where we talk for over an hour about the dumb shit in this dumb game. It's so good. There's so much of it too. Like we came in here with not a lot of notes and there's always there's always stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Last couple things that are definitely worth hitting before we get mm. out of here. Um, couple of big, I guess... It feels reductive to call them blog posts, but they're kind of like, you know, public posts from from Bungie, the company, more I see them as almost like community announcements. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, There was... Like a news... Like, it it feels like it should be an internal newsletter, but they are so open with their community that they share it with their community almost simultaneously with their employees. I've heard, like, stuff like what we're about to discuss. I, I know people who work at Bungie... And they're like, oh, we heard about it pretty much the same time as the community heard about it. Yeah. Um, so the first one being a big post from Pete Parsons, who I think is the director of the studio. I forget his actual title. Um, might be CEO. I could be wrong. Either way. Basically as big as it gets at Bungie. Um, first one being the diversity and inclusion uh article post whatever you want to call it um but just being like very kind of transparent and you know admitting that they've still got work to do but also outlining Mm. very specifically the work that they have done um big shout out to them for ending forced arbitration in all of their contracts Um, yes if 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 you don't know what forced arbitration means, I suggest going and looking it up for yourself. We are no experts on US employment law, but it is a weird thing that a lot of companies do over there. It uh, basically means if you... Are, I think it's like if you're trying to take, like, put a claim against the company, they can just make you not do that. It's real fucked. They don't um, really have fair work like no, Australia and the no, UK God does. No. Um but yeah, the, the, the reason I know that that is 
a good thing, or at least a very strong signal that that's a good thing, is the amount of people that I follow on Twitter who are like in the game dev scene, who are like retweeting that post and saying, yes, now everybody else do this too, because here's a big example of a big company doing it, you know, because it's a huge problem within, well, within the industry, but also US employment law in general. One thing I will point out is in the comments of the articles, because a lot of a lot of companies, like not even just gaming news sites mm. are covering this. There are proper news sites being like, this is massive, yeah. not only for gaming, but for development industries as a whole, especially in tech. Mm. Um, a lot of people being like, oh, well, now if only they'd let them uni- unionized. And it's like Bungie has never been anti-union. No. They, I, Simple. I guess they've comparing... never been like Activision, which was staunchly anti-union, yes, and, and those are. and those beliefs and a, a couple of other things, obviously, are the reason Bungie broke away from Activision, but is because their yeah. staff were not being treated properly, and Bungie fundamentally disagreed. Yeah, and I think, and they made that very clear when the split happened. Yeah, I think looking at like what's happening with Activision Blizzard, and what's happened with other sort of media and tech companies is. It doesn't seem like Bungie has had that catalytic event to cause enough people to to go and start a union. That seems to be how how those things spring up. Is like enough bad shit has happened in the past that enough people go, we need a union. Let's go make a union. Um, mm. It's not to say like you shouldn't create one if you've got good workplace conditions. Like there's still benefits to unions. Shout out to them for creating the weekend and all sorts of other benefits that we now enjoy. Um, just generally as far as history goes, but um, I need to shut that door because the bar- the dog has just barged in. Hello. Dog. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big head and he uses it to open doors um but yes shout out to bungie uh for you know just kind of getting out there and and going here's what we're doing with diversity and inclusion here's where we want to be um you know other other companies have done similar sort of like public posts like that but they've got a track record i guess of sticking to these kind of statements so it's it's good to get that insight. That is one big thing I'll give Bungie too, is Bungie not only learns from their mistakes, they seemingly mm. learn from other Others, mistakes, yeah. like industry mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's um you know, in the in the same week that you're seeing like Activision Blizzard essentially settling on uh, a massive what is civil suit and industry yeah, suit. Yeah, so too. massive massive suit against them for like you know her i forget the exact charges but you know all of the harassment stuff that we've kind of been hearing about to to put it simply um they settled it for 18 million dollars which is like single digit percentage of their actual revenue or even just bobby kotick's fucking income you know he's earning like 200 million a year and it's like cool here's 18 million to make the problem go away it's like that's that's fuck all that's yeah um it's it's good to see some very public, very positive role models <laughs> in an industry that is often quite shit. Um, which kind of leads to the next post that they put out, which is uh, just titled Introducing Accessibility at Bungie, which, um, you know, Massive. it's... Yeah, like, they've got 
Uh, so as someone who works in tech, uh, it's a the, the phrase employee resource group or ERG is pretty common. Um, it's basically, you know, these sort of groups where you've got people who identify a certain way, grouping up to, you know, make demands on the company or gather resources or gather support. Um, this being Bungie's effort around accessibility, um, which which obviously means both for Bungie, uh, you know, as a place to work, but also within the game of Destiny. Um, there's been comments about like certain guns that require you to smash your mouse click button are not very accessible. So they're talking about introducing like an auto fire feature. Um, and I, you know, as someone who is even, you know, I'm fully able-bodied, at least in my hands, um, there's some guns where you have to click a lot to make them work well. And that can be annoying. And yeah, and what I'm thinking, uh, if you get a gun with the Desperado perk, where it's basically mm. just like rapid fire, but you've got to smash it, it's not full auto. Um, you know, those sort of accessibility features are not just there for people who need different types of controllers. They're also there for people that maybe are a bit older and their hands are a bit sore and they don't want to just constantly left click or maybe controllers don't work as well for their kind of needs um so yeah good to see them kind of getting out there and again just like saying it with their whole chest um they're they're putting out another pin on their store which looks pretty cool it's either today or tomorrow i haven't seen it yet and i'm very excited to see it because well i think it it said it's coming out on the first of october but i think somewhere yeah somewhere on twitter i think i saw a picture of it which is it's like their previous ones around, um, I forget. Bungie it. Foundation. And- well, no, I think there's like the the women's. I forget the actual name of the 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 effort, but there's like the the women's one they did, the the black focus one that they did, where it's kind of there's a shield. It's like a shield with women the, with at Bungie, f- trans at Bungie, black at Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the accessibility pin is kind of like those other pins where it's got the shield in the background with the the fist in the foreground but in the background it's got like a door that's open or a door oh, that's ajar that's very sweet yeah um and proceeds from that are, are going to the able gamers uh charity in in the u.s which um does a lot of great work around just you know accessibility accessibility awareness within gaming um a lot of you know outreach and advocacy and all that sort of stuff yeah and one thing I enjoy about the announcement too is Bungie just outright said, hey, we've dropped the ball a little bit here. Like yeah. we could be more accessible and we're not. Yeah. Our color, our colorblind accessibility is a great. Yeah. And those who aren't as able-bodied as others are struggling and we've dropped the ball. We've yeah. overlooked this. So we are going to counter, like counter correct. And we've brought someone in who from day one has been designing these things for us and being like hey we need these things yeah and he's going to lead the initiative and lead the they're not called yeah they're inclusion clubs right yeah That's i'm, the name I'm, of I'm it, not sure how bungie club. refers to them but you know but he's going to be chairing the inclusion yeah. club and they're consulting yeah. abled gamers and different charities and even people with different disabilities within their community and their workplace which is incredible yeah they're not just assuming they're actually getting real information from people who are affected by this whole in their inclusion yeah um 
I, th- I think I speak for both of us when I say if you don't agree with accessibility efforts, DNI efforts, diversity and inclusion, um, get the fuck out. Like they're 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 worth fighting for. They're worth getting right. Um, That's I saw so many weird comments yeah. on their announcements and just. It's just there's yeah, so may, often maybe people... that tweet is not the place to complain about PvP actually or cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone complaining about a seasonal uh, season... cosmetics. Yeah, I have seen that guy pop up a few times. Like every time Bungie posts something, he's like, "Hey, how about this?" It's like, dude, it was a season pass ornament set. There's it's limited. Like it or people who are like, <laughs> uh, stop paywalling things and make yeah. them accessible. I'm like that's not what accessible means. No. Honey. But there's also Read been some complaints about the auto trigger stuff. And I'm like, well, then yeah. that function's not for you. If yeah. that doesn't affect you, that function's not for you. Yeah. Or maybe later on you realize that, oh, actually, my hand is getting sore. Maybe I should use that. And then maybe you'll shut up and learn something. I mean, if anything, our generation in 20 years is going to be the generation that shows the effect of long term gaming. Yeah. We've not really encountered, you know, us uh, ourselves as. Mm. I guess younger millennial. I mean, I was born or in mid mid yeah, millennial. Like I, I was born in eighty nine. So by the time I was, I'm trying to think. We got yeah. I got like you know did like Game Boys when I was a kid, and then we got a PlayStation when that first came out. So that's like mid nineties. We kind of grew up alongside gaming, but yeah. we're also other than Gen Z, we're also the first generation that kind of is as adults a lot of us are actively contributing 10 plus hours a week to gaming. So yeah. we're going to be the generation that the long-term effects are probably going to show up on. Mm. So even just good, I like sleep hygiene, good mm. gaming hygiene mm-hmm. or good gaming habits is necessary. Oh like we God, got to this, the <laughs> guest appearance. You have to leave buddy. <laughs> Go on. One one day he'll feature. One day. Today is not that day because I was not prepared for it. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where we got to the point where I kind of stepped in as our raid team's mum, I guess, where every yeah. two hours I'd be like, all right, guys, pee, water, go for a walk, stretch your legs, yeah, stop looking and, at the screen. And I also like try to make sure that you, as often the only woman in the fire team, are not the only person doing that kind of ah. welfare, I, I guess, you know? It was mostly because I, I found myself not doing no, it. No, I know, I know. And, and then and actively reminding everyone else was reminding me to do it too. Yeah, but it's it's also, you know, um, it makes me really glad that, like, within our group, there's a few of us that are aware that men don't often do good emotional labor and emotional support and are, tr- also- are you know, trying to do better at that. You guys are just lucky I have the bladder of a newborn and have to pee every 15 minutes. It is good. It does instill like a natural sort of cadence to getting breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we need to like get out of here so I can go see what the dog wants. Um, yeah, and we have a raid tomorrow needy. too. We do. We're doing Last Wish again, and I have not done it in a long time. So it's going to be a real interesting one. Um, We're getting storms where I live all day tomorrow. Yeah, you may or may not even be there. (laughs) Well, every single time we've done Riven, lightning struck my house. Okay, we need to stop planning last wish (laughs) raids. 
only Deep Stone Crypt. When we did the cheese, lightning struck my house. And then when we tried to do it in full, remember lightning struck my house. God damn it, did too. That was rough. You heard it. We're trying to do Riven legit for the first time. You're like, homie, I think my house is about to explode. You all heard it too. Yeah, I know. I think you just heard it bang and then me go, whoa. Yeah. And then not much from you for a while. Um, so yeah, almost tune- had a spicy floor jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that just derailed me for a second. Um, I guess tune in next week to find out how our last wish went. Um, maybe more people will get one k. Um, I'm not obviously we can't promise that. Well, I've, I finally actually well, we've got we forgot to mention I finally broke my shitty RNG and I got Vex. You did. So maybe I'll get 1K. You did. Um, that would be good. I, I know that we've got someone, I think, tomorrow that has not done Last Wish before. So knowing my luck, he'll get it. And I still won't. Um, that's just how things go sometimes. But make your prayers to RNG Jesus now. Uh, roll, roll some dice in his honor, in his favor. Um, and then hopefully Daddy we all, want the many voices. Oh, hopefully we all get the big voices. Daddy want the big breakfast. Um, this has been, I'm checking my notes again, episode eight of Erica Blueberry. Um, please like, subscribe, comment, follow, etc. Um, we're going to keep yelling about this game. So please join and yell along with us in the comment section, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll catch you next week. Um, until then, go play some Destiny. Right? Yeah. Fucking do it. Yeah. It's mom card. Oh, don't. I'm not your fucking dad. (laughs) Good.